In an effort to boost the staff-to-patient ratios at hospitals around New York, state policymakers approved legislation in 2021 that called for the creation of staffing committees, which would theoretically come together to determine the personnel needed to meet the needs of a hospital and its patients. In practice, though, a union representing healthcare workers, including registered nurses, argues that healthcare facilities have skirted the purpose of the law and violated clinical staffing plans. They also contend that state healthcare care regulators aren't doing enough to enforce the two-year-old law. For more on the issue, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Corey Gambini, a registered nurse who serves as president of CWA Local 1168 in Western New York. Welcome to the show, Corey. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So if we rewind back to 2021, healthcare workers wanted uh, the state to impose broad mandatory staffing ratios for hospitals, but instead uh, they got language calling for staffing committees, which are supposed to be made up of hospital management and staff. Uh, Back in 2022, we heard reports that hospitals weren't really interested in negotiating as part of the committees as the law was written in a way that enabled management to set these plans if a compromise uh, couldn't be reached. How have negotiations played out in your neck of the woods in Western New York? For example, have there been good faith discussions? In the hospitals that I represent through my local, we've had some really good conversations and we've been working pretty well. But I I think you got to step back and take a look at the process. I definitely would think that hospitals where workers are represented by unions are having better luck at um, making some improvements, not the improvements, all the improvements we wanted to see, but then our non-union hospitals, because you have the union to really kind of help push the issue and healthcare workers that are represented by unions mobilize and organize. They're not afraid of, you know, getting fired for speaking up. So we've had good conversations. We've definitely made some improvements on uh, what the ratio should be. Now we got to get the hospital to comply with it. I think that most of the ratios we came up with, um, the CEO of the hospitals um, were the ones that made the final decision. So we, we didn't get a lot what we wanted, but we definitely made on paper improvements in our nurse patient ratios. Well, yeah, regardless of whether the plans were the product of back and forth and compromise or whether they were just uh, submitted by hospital management, they were supposed to take effect in 2023. And I'm curious, uh, looking back at the year in review, what's your sense of the implementation of these plans? Have hospitals been able to achieve what was laid out in these plans? No, not not anywhere near it, not anywhere near it. And I think the you know there's many reasons for that. One, I think New York State and its elected leaders, the governor, uh, our senators, need to start treating um, our healthcare system in New York State as a crisis. Right? They they don't treat it as a crisis, and it needs to be. Um, you know, there's unsafe staffing and. Every New York State hospital, people are lying to you if they're telling you that their staffing is absolutely uh, fine. Um, And we're delivering uh, unsafe and low quality care. It's just a fact. It's it's sad. It saddens me as a registered nurse who uh, went to school and practiced for 36 years that 
we can't give the care that um, we are trained to give and uh, we want to give on a daily basis. You know, COVID-19 rolled around and exposed all of our our problems that, you know, uh, as an RN and a, a union official, um, been talking about for decades. People ended up leaving, retired early. I had friends that were just like, I'm out of here. Um, and they retired. Um, and it was pushing staff now into uh, overtime. Um, a lot of working hours. The hospitals are offering bonuses so people do pick up. But, you know, that wears on people after a while. Yeah, you're loading your pockets with some money, but, you know, are you really the safest person practicing if you're, you know, working five, 12 hour shifts a week? Well, the regional branch of your union reported thousands of violations of hospitals, clinical staffing plans around New York. So can you give us an example, though, of how these violations uh, actually manifest themselves at hospitals? You have a a department. I'm just going to give you like a simple example. And it has 30 beds and it's supposed to have a one to five ratio, one registered nurse to five um, patients, you should have six nurses scheduled and a charge nurse because the charge nurse is scheduled and does not, um, and our ratio is not supposed to take uh, an assignment. They're supposed to oversee the floor, help, you know, help staff, take off orders, uh, facilitate uh, getting a hold of doctors and respiratory and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, And if the schedule comes out and you've got four nurses and a charge nurse scheduled and management is either not posting the holes or um, posting them with the bonus pay or something to incentivize people to pick up that that's how you're going to work maybe that day you might get a float depending on what's happening hospital wide but you're going to be over ratio the charge nurse is gonna uh, take an assignment and you're you're out of ratio and it happens um, every day. Now, the hospitals are trying to hire. You know, in New York State, we have 53% licensed nurses working. What are the other 47% doing? How can we get them back into the workforce? School, colleges, nursing programs are limited space um, because you don't have enough teachers, uh, clinical instructors, um, and they don't have the capacity to fill those, you know, to be able to provide um, more seats for people to go into the profession. So it's, you know, college costs are astronomical. So some people are not taking that route. There's just not, there's a lot of money in healthcare. There's so much money in healthcare. It's just in very few pockets. And I keep thinking, and the more I keep saying it, and every time I meet with the senator or um, the governor's office or anything like that. I would keep, this is a crisis. I mean, people die every day across New York State, probably across the nation, but I'm just more familiar with New York State and, of course, even more familiar with Western New York um, and even more familiar with Buffalo, New York. And, it, it, you know, people die unnecessarily. There's a lot of medical mistakes. Um, people are not given... You know, they might not die, but they are maybe caused harm where their quality of life is impacted. And it's very frustrating and heartbreaking as a registered nurse. Um, And why I got involved with the union was because even back in late 1990s, 99, um, 
you wanted to speak up, but when you were non-union, you know, you were told basically to shut up. You know, if you don't like it, go find a job somewhere else. So that's why I got involved with the labor movement and the union so we, we could fight on behalf of our patients to get them the care that they deserve. So in the cases where it's determined that a violation has occurred, what is it that you want the State Department of Health to do? Is it just about issuing fines or is there anything else in terms of a carrot or stick that they should be deploying? Well, I believe that the Department of Health definitely needs to um, and make sure that the, the law is enforced. Uh, by doing so, like I, I do, I want. Um, I think the the fines are well into the millions. I think like close to twenty million, twenty five million, for the ones that we've dropped on um, one of our area hospitals. And do I want the hospital to give them? that kind of money. No, I want that money back into um, recruitment and retention efforts and being able for them to pay people overtime to so they can fill these spots so we can try to meet the ratios. Um, I think the Department of Health needs to have them um, make a plan of correction because I, um, though I sympathize and I know it factually, it's uh, we're all competing for the same amount of nurses that are out there, right? And the hospitals are stealing from one another. Um, and I understand how hard it is, but there is um, things that can be done um, within the hospital that we have, as a union, have been trying to negotiate um, that will at least, at least help even more to uh, retain nurses uh, so they're not leaving and um, recruit people recruit people in. So I would like to see the Department of Health um, make our hospitals do a plan of correction, let the staff be part of that plan, right? Because you need staff buy-in when you're doing stuff, right? So if, if your workers have a buy-in um, and they feel part of the process, they're more likely to you know, participate and comply and kind of go out of their way um, to help the, the hospital administration to staff the beds. So, um, and then we can have a whole other interview someday and to talk about what we need to do on recruitment and getting people into um, what I, when I went into it, <clears throat> was a beautiful profession. And we were able back then to really make differences in people's lives and go home and feel really good about what we did. Um, and we have to go back to that. The citizens of this of the United States of America deserve it. The constituents of uh, our lawmakers in New York State deserve it. You deserve it. I deserve it. Um, my dad deserves it, and my kids deserve it. Everybody deserves to have safe care. When you enter a hospital, you are sick and you are vulnerable, and you should, especially when people are paying for health insurance and everything else, should have a right to have good good care. But seizing on what you brought up about the recruitment and retention issues, are there even the bodies that could be hired to fulfill these plans right now? Or should we be thinking about these plans as more of uh, long-term goals that can be only fulfilled by taking some long-term investments? 
Well, it's both, right? So I spoke earlier that there's in New York State, there's 47% of the people licensed to practice to be a registered nurse right now are not practicing at the bedside. Now, some of them are people that have retired, you know, what I mean, maybe you I, I mean, I would have to be guessing I'm kind of making up the number, maybe it's 35 or 36%. Um, in, in the there's a lot of people that are traveling had uh, ran off to do travel because the money was so big to do that. And many nurses that left our facilities to go travel, you know, we got to get those people back, right? Um, how do you get those people back? You get them back by uh, providing good wages and benefits to do a very, I mean, it's a very hard, challenging job to be a healthcare worker today. Well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. So we'll have to solve the staffing problem in a future conversation. Uh, we've been speaking with Corey Gambini. They're a registered nurse who serves as president of CWA Local 1168 in Western New York. Corey, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Look forward to talking to you in the future again. Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.